Welcome to Viewpoints, a podcast dedicated to facilitating life change. I'm your host, filling in for Jordan Voiles. I'm Chris DeGaulle. With me today, filling in for John Gerlock, is student pastor Sean Williams. How are you doing, Sean? I'm doing good. It is good to be here, filling in in John's seat. Feels feels nice. <laughs> so we've been touching base on, and in, in the new sermon series, who is Jesus? It's mm-hmm. what we've been talking about, what we've been breaking down. But why... In a Christian church, are we even talking about that? Why are we even asking that question? Shouldn't we already know this? Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. You know, I think from an outside perspective, if you were looking at a you know Baptist church in Midland, Texas, and this big question is up on the screen, who is Jesus? It's like, well, hold on, what are they even doing there? Right. Uh, that should be like the first question you answer. But I think it's important because if we just assume that we know the answer to that question we can be in pretty dangerous water uh, because there are as many opinions about who Jesus is as there are people in the world, uh, but there is truth to who Jesus actually is. And so that's kind of the reason to unpack this series and to really ask and hopefully answer that question of who is Jesus. And I think something that's so great uh, is that we have just this amazing blessing of Jesus's own words uh, recorded in the Bible. You know, Whatever uh, your faith may be, uh, historical documents outside of the Bible support that Jesus was a real person who was really alive in that region at that time, uh, was in the places that the Bible says that he was. And so we have all this eyewitness account of the things that Jesus said, but it's a big question that demands one of two answers. Whenever Jesus says who he is, whenever he's telling his disciples or the crowds of people or the Pharisees, whenever he's making his claims in the Bible, it demands a response. There there can't really be any passivity towards uh, who is Jesus uh, because uh, he either is who he says he is, the, the son of God, the savior of the world, the Messiah, the Christ, uh, the true vine, the way, the truth, and the life, or he's crazy. Uh, and, and so as we're a- asking this question, who is Jesus? I-, I believe that Jesus is who he says he is. And something that we're not quite touching on on our Sunday series, uh, but one of the things that is true about Jesus and one of the claims as he makes is that he is the light of the world. Uh, and so in John chapter 8, verse 12, uh, he, he says, Jesus spoke again to the people and he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So if we were to take Jesus at his word, uh, then to answer the question, who is Jesus? One thing that we might say is Jesus is the light of the world. So let's break it down on what does that mean for us? What does that mean for people of Crestview, for people in Midland, or even just human beings in general? What does that mean? Sure, yeah. Well, that's kind of the other the other side of the question, the other side of the coin of who is Jesus is, you know, we can have an answer to that question, but then we also have to understand what that answer means for us. And so whenever Jesus is saying he is the light of the world, uh, that has some pretty big news for us, uh, good news uh, for those of us who put our faith in him and, you know, kind of unfortunate news for those who don't because he says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, uh, but will have the light of life, which is great news. If we're following Jesus, we're not walking in darkness. We, we're walking in light, and that's great. Uh, but that's also uh, the implication there being that if you're not following Jesus, you don't have the light of life, and therefore you are walking in darkness. And so uh, in a dark world, Jesus being the light is good news uh, because we can follow him. And I think what's really cool about 
this claim that Jesus makes as the light of the world is, is the promise that is attached to it because it demonstrates life change. Um, if you follow Jesus, he says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. We're not going to walk in darkness anymore, but we'll have the light of life and by consequence be walking in the light. Uh, and this idea of this life change, this darkness to light is echoed throughout the New Testament, you know, uh, blind to being filled with sight, uh, lost and found, dead and alive. Uh, and this life change is emphasized uh, in the Apostle Paul's letter to the church in Ephesians, this idea of darkness and light. And he said in Ephesians 5.8, you were once darkness, uh, but now you are light in the Lord, so live as children of light. And that verse uh, in that passage in Ephesians 5 has always been really interesting to me uh, because it's talking about life change. Uh, and there's a pretty drastic, uh, almost kind of sobering thought that before Jesus, it's not just that you're lost. It's not just that you're blind. It's that you are darkness. Uh, that's all you've really got. That's all you've earned for yourself. That's all that is really true. But with Jesus, there's this shift. There's this, but now you are light in the Lord. And this whole identity uh, change happens. And so we follow Jesus, we become light, and, it's, and then he says to live as children of light. So this is just this complete and total life change. Uh, Paul writes about it because Paul experienced it. Uh, he went from being a man who was uh, violently opposed to anyone who followed Jesus, wanted to put them in prison, wanted to have them beaten, tortured, killed, uh, and then in a single encounter with Jesus, everything changes, uh, where he goes from being this darkness to uh, a child of light. You know, it's it's funny because I I don't know. Some people know this, some people don't. Um, but I at one point walked away from the church and basically told Jesus, I was like, I can do this on mm. my own. I don't need you. And my world went from light to darkness in a snap of a finger. Mm. And yeah. it was a lot of work just to keep my head afloat, right? Yeah. The moment I was like, okay, I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> like, bring me back. Can I come back? Yeah. Like, yeah. things changed. And it's, it's not like it's not like Jesus just put me in a cloud and said, hey, life is good now, right? Mm -hmm. But knowing that you have that support and that, that love and that, that light yeah. makes yeah. traversing the world a lot easier. Yeah. Well, it makes it possible. Yeah. Uh, it's it's not even a, about it being easy now. It's just it, it was impossible before. Oh, yeah. You know, without Jesus, it's just not possible. You know, the Bible says we're in a fight, uh, that there there's a battle going on all around us. And, uh, you know, I'm not much of a fighter, but I imagine it's not easy whenever you can't see. Uh, no, it <laughs> I is imagine not. Uh, unless you're like Daredevil in the Marvel <laughs> comics, I think sight is pretty important to being in a fight. And so, you know, having that light of the world, having Jesus following him and then receiving his light, receiving his identity as light, it just makes it possible. Uh, you know, without him, we are darkness. We walk in darkness, we're blind, we're lost. But in Jesus, we are light because Jesus is light. So if we believe that Jesus is who he says he is, do we believe we are who Jesus says we are? Right. That's kind of the, the next question that comes up, right? Like, right. 
uh, okay, you know, Jesus, I believe that you are exactly who you say you are, that you are the light of the world, that you are the Son of God, the Messiah, the Savior, uh, that you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, that you are the true vine, the way, the truth, and life. I believe that you are all these things. Well, and then Jesus in his word has things that he says about us that I think it, for a lot of people, is a struggle to believe uh, because we see ourselves as our own mistakes. Uh, we let our past define us. We let uh, our struggles, our temptations uh, get in the way of, of how we see ourselves. Uh, but whenever Jesus was talking with, with his disciples and this great crowd of people, he, he's describing himself as the light of the world. But then he also tells them, you are the light of the world. Uh, and there's this great passage as part of the Sermon on the Mount where he's saying, you are the light of the world. Uh, no one lights a lamp and then puts it under the table, but they put it on display for everyone to see. Uh, and in Matthew five sixteen, he says, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. So whenever we look at what the Bible says about who we are, if we're going to believe that Jesus is who he says he is, then the byproduct of that is that we must therefore believe that we are who Jesus says that we are because he's either a liar or he's not. Right. Uh, he can't be telling the truth about himself and then lying about us. Uh, it, it's got to be the truth all the way around. And so uh, I think part of the way that that manifests, part of the way that that looks for us is demonstrated in that life change, that this true faith in Jesus will bring us to a place where we're thirsty for the word and and where we believe, like our heart is just changed, our heart goes from being cold and hardened to being receptive to Jesus, to being receptive to his word. Uh, and, and we get to have this life change happen. That's not just this internal thing, but just this external thing. Like with the Apostle Paul, uh, he wanted to kill Christians uh, simply because they followed Jesus. And then eventually he would be killed for following Jesus. It was not a choice made based on his comfort, based on status, it was just a byproduct of understanding the truth, and it changed everything about him. Uh, in that passage that he wrote in Ephesians, uh, you know, he says, live as children of light in Ephesians 5. He says, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Uh, and so I think about that passage, and I also think about uh, a passage that we looked at earlier in the series where Jesus describes himself as the true vine and then us as the branches. Well, if we believe Jesus is the vine, then we've also got to believe that we are the right. branches and that whenever we're connected to him, who is the vine, who is the source of life and the light that we're producing fruit because of our connection to him. Uh, and, and so whenever we believe that, whenever we understand that, uh, it, it just gives us a clearer picture uh, and we start to see ourselves more the way that Jesus sees us. Um, and this isn't to be some arrogance thing. This isn't to be some pride thing. It's just in humility, we acknowledge yeah. it, Jesus, you truly are Lord. So your word goes, mm -hmm. not only what you say about yourself, but what you say about me is true. Uh, and, and that's just such good news for us because his promise is true. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so whatever perspective we may have of our own decisions, our own mistakes, we can bring those to Jesus uh, and understand that it's not changing the way that he sees us and it's not changing the things that he said about us, that, that in him we aren't darkness anymore, but we are light because he is light. And again, 
what he says goes. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Sean, is there anything else you want to say before we wrap this up? I would just want to encourage uh, the listener today that not only is Jesus exactly who he says he is, but you are exactly who Jesus says that you are, that whenever you put your faith in him, everything about you changes uh, and your home is no longer here on earth, but it's in heaven. Uh, And so there is something so much bigger. There's so much hope and there's so much joy in following Jesus, who is the truth, who tells the truth, not just about himself, but about us. So I would just encourage the listener uh, to look at what Jesus says about you. You know, maybe if you're struggling with identity or you're struggling to find hope or any kind of purpose or joy in, in who you are, uh, just look at what Jesus says about you because it's true. For sure. For sure. Well, thank you, Sean. Thanks so much for being here. Uh, we just want to encourage everybody. We've got the Easter season coming up. We've got Palm Sunday. We'll have food trucks and a petting zoo out after the 1130 oh, yeah. service. Good Friday service is going to be online only from four to seven every half hour. You can do the Lord's Supper there. Watch with some friends. Watch with your group. We encourage that. And Easter Sunday is coming up. So get ready for all that. Thank you, Sean, once again. I'm Chris DeGaulle, and this has been Viewpoints. Viewpoints.